Monday, January 18th. Joe says what? What's going on out there? We have the final four set for the NFL playoffs after this weekend's slate of games. You know, the Cleveland Browns, they came close, but they ended up losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes was put out of the game, had a concussion, and Chad Henney ends up getting that miracle 13 and a half yard run on third and 14. And then they get the first down, and lo and behold, the Chiefs end up beating the Browns. The Browns even had that one fumble through the end zone by Rashad Higgins. It was a close game. I mean, they were there. They were in the game at the end. That's all you can ask for. They had a shot. They just came up short. But good season from Kevin Stefanski, probably your coach of the year in the NFL, I would assume. Um, Then we had, let's see, Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers end up getting a victory over who did they end up playing they played saturday night the la rams so yeah they beat the rams i mean uh or no they played saturday day against the rams and then saturday night it was the bills beating the baltimore ravens so buffalo advances they'll be playing at kansas city it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to be ready and available to play? What was weird about that hit is I don't think his head hit the ground. I don't think there was any helmet to helmet in the hit. It just looked like he goddamn almost got his head ripped off. And when he got up, you knew he was fucked up immediately. I mean, he was dazed and confused, could barely stand. He ran to the locker room and went through the concussion protocol stuff, but they ruled him out. So I'm I'm anxious to see what happens here Sunday. So you got the Bills at the Chiefs. The Bills, they pulled out that victory. Lamar Jackson went out in that game. He had a concussion. But the Bills get the victory regardless. They didn't look as good as they've looked in their previous three or four games because they were rolling, just putting up 35 points a game. But they got the victory. Uh, The backup quarterback that came in, he was the only available backup that Huntley, a rookie from, I believe, Utah, he didn't look bad when he came in for Lamar Jackson. I mean, and he gave him a chance. I mean, he they had one play where he had Marquise Brown wide open that would have made it, I believe, a three-point game at the time. Something like that. Would have gave him a chance. But he overthrew him by 10 yards. But sometimes that's the way the, uh, the ball rolls, I guess you could say. And then... Um, Last night's game, we had to cap off the weekend. Tom Brady 
against Drew Brees, two of the greatest of all time, the number one and number two leaders in passing yards and touchdowns, their first playoff matchup between the two. It's only the first time, well, the second time that you've had the top two passing yards, passing touchdown leaders facing off. I believe they said the first time was 1998 with uh, John Elway and Dan Marino facing off, and it was John Elway's final season. I might be wrong on the year, but it was John Elway's final season. The Broncos beat the Dolphins 38-3, to and that was the last time we've seen something like that. And last night's game didn't disappoint. It was a hard-fought battle the first half. Both defenses were showing up. Neither offense was clicking or firing on all cylinders. Um, the Saints got one of their touchdowns on one of those gadget trick plays that Sean Payton drew up where they hiked it, a direct snap to Alvin Kamara. He laterals it to the receiver. Running a reverse, he laterals it to Jameis Winston who hits... The receiver on a wide open, nobody even close touchdown pass. Um, just a great play call there. But that was all the really the Saints could muster on offense. Drew Brees ended up the Saints and Drew Brees ended up with four turnovers in the game. Second half, Tom Brady's defense for the Buccaneers. They got a couple interceptions, couple short fields, leading to some points, and the Saints end up losing in Drew Brees' possible last game in New Orleans, and in the NFL, I think he's heading to the uh, announcer booth. Yeah, Tom Brady heading to his 14th championship game. <laughs> First year with the Bucks. Same situation as always. He's in the championship game facing Aaron Rodgers next weekend. Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I said at the beginning of the year, I'm rooting for Tom Brady and TB12. They're, they're getting it done. They're there. I picked Action Jackson and the Ravens for the AFC. They came up short, but I still have Tom Brady and the Bills, or Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, I'm sorry. <laughs> so TB12, can he do it? Will he do it? Can he hold on? Can we get one more victory? Can we get to the Super Bowl in your home stadium? The Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay. Get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, maybe he'll retire as well. And then we won't have to talk about Tom Brady no more. He can go away. The nightmare will be over. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. I'm looking forward to next weekend's games, though. Who are you taking? Bills, Chiefs, or Packers, Buccaneers? Two great matchups. The future of the NFL versus the NFL passed in a Super Bowl matchup regardless of who gets there it's going to be one of them matchups 
I myself, if I had to pick right now, I'd probably say Bills Packers. But I'm pulling for Tom Brady. I'm a Tom Brady fan right now. And that's where I'm going to, that's who I'm going to keep rolling with until he has to go home. And if he goes home without the Super Bowl ring, you can mark it down. He'll be back in 2021. He's going to set all the records. He's going to have every record to himself after next year. It's inevitable (laughs) since Drew Brees won't play most likely. Tom Brady will finish with all of the number one spots in every record in the NFL. So there's that. And other news in the sporting world this weekend, end of last week since my last show, it has been announced and finalized and confirmed that former Ohio State head coach and national champion, former two-time national champion at Florida, Urban Meyer, the NCAA's Highest career win percentage, three-time national champion head coach, Urban Meyer, is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to finally try his luck at the NFL level, see if he can translate a very successful college career at the highest level of them all. Will it play out? That's going to be the big question. He's got the number one pick in the draft. Everybody's saying Trevor Lawrence is the pick. A couple people think Urban Meyer's going to go with Justin Fields from Ohio State. I myself think he should go Trevor Lawrence and not even think about Justin Fields. But of course everybody puts the correlation between the two. Even though Urban Meyer didn't bring Justin Fields to Columbus, that was all Ryan Day. So there's no really connection there other than the fact that that Urban Meyer has ties to Columbus and Ohio State. But I'm thinking he's going Trevor Lawrence all day. So you got Trevor Lawrence coming in. You've got, I believe they said, 11, 11 draft picks. You've got a hundred million in cap room. You've got an owner who's not afraid to go out and spend money. I mean, Shad Khan is the financial backer of AEW and wrestling. You know, in professional wrestling, he's the financial backer of the whole deal. So that's a new business venture for him. But we do we got urban meyer in jacksonville in duvall the 904 i'm excited for that i'm so excited i was looking at jacksonville jaguars merchandise and i found me a sweatshirt last night on nflshop.com and i ended up getting it so i'm ready i'm rooting for jacksonville next year i was having this discussion with myself i've never had a i've never been in position where one of my division rivals was worth rooting for in the NFL and now the Colts so the Colts will be my 1A 
Joe Burrow in the Bengals, my 1B. And now Urban Meyer, my 1C in the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be hard not to root for Jacksonville to have success. I want him to pull it off. I mean, we've had other college coaches try the NFL stint. You had Nick Saban try it. That didn't go as planned. We had Steve Spurrier. That didn't go as planned. Lou Holtz. There's been a bunch that have tried, but there's only been a few that have succeeded. Pete Carroll is one of the shining examples of a head coach that's came to the NFL and been a consistent winner. And probably your best option is Jimmy Johnson leaving the Hurricanes, going to the Cowboys, winning three Super Bowls. So Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson got it done. The rest of them tried and failed. A lot of people are doubting the hire of Urban Meyer because of that. I don't know what the two really have in store together, but I am looking forward to seeing the potential outcome of this match made in Florida. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie. Go Jags. So, with all that being said, it is, again, Monday morning, January 18th. I'm on my way to work recording this episode of Joe Says What from the Car. We've got a lot more to talk about, and we'll do that after I take a short break. Let's get into some more shit. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Like I said, I'm recording this episode this morning from the car on the way to work. Had a busy weekend this weekend. Not really busy as in I had to do shit. I just had stuff I was doing. (laughs) Nothing important. Just I didn't really have time to record wasn't really feeling up to recording I was going to record Friday night every time that I tried to start recording my podcast I got interrupted (laughs) phone calls and shit going on so I kind of just relaxed this weekend, watched football hung out the uh the youngest daughter's been having me watch Harry Potter so we watched some Harry Potter never watched these movies I think we're up to the fifth movie now something about the the phoenix fire or some shit that might have been the last one that we watched this is the fifth one i know that yeah we're watching harry potter got a i believe three more to go six seven parts one and two so i'm kind of looking forward to see how they end (laughs) i can't believe i made it through five of these harry potter movies but she's been getting into it big time she loves it so she's like, Dad, we should watch this. I'm like, all right, sure. No problem at all. I'll check it out. But damn, these movies are long. Every one of them. Fucking long as shit. So we got to, like, plan the day around fitting the movie in. And I've done that the last few weekends. Just <laughs> watching Harry Potter movies. She's like, what time are you going to get home? You think you get home early? We can watch number six. Because she hasn't seen the second part of number seven yet. 
and I guess it wasn't out on whatever streaming thing that Harry Potter's on. It wasn't out yet. And she's like, I haven't seen it yet, so I found her the eight Blu-ray disc set of all the movies. So she's waiting till we get to the last one to watch with me. So that's been going on. I've uh I'm now with it being Monday the 18th. I'm at two weeks straight of no smoking. How have I pulled this off these two weeks? Not smoking at all. In the middle of all this presidential transition crap. I've been wanting to smoke a lot and I haven't smoked at all. I've made it. <laughs> if I can make it through this, I can make it through anything. It's never really been a problem about just quitting smoking. I've always found it pretty easy to just full stop, just bam, not going to smoke no more. I told you on my, one of my previous episodes, like, I had to start on a day to where I knew when I started. Well, I waited till the month, till that Monday on the 4th because I went through the weekend there after New Year's and I had had a pack of cigarettes. I'll just stop on the 4th. I smoked all my last cigarettes on that Sunday night. It's like, all right, get up Monday, first day of the year, quit smoking, start doing all this shit. I know when I stopped, I can keep it in my mind. It's pretty easy to do. And I just stopped. I've never said I was going to quit. I'm just going to stop smoking. Quitting means you're not going to do it anymore. I never said I won't smoke again. So there's going to be nights where I might drink a 12-pack and be like, I need a fucking cigarette. You know, if I quit smoking, then I can't do it. If I just stop, well, then I can have a cigarette. <laughs> Ain't going to hurt nobody. But, yeah, zero cigarettes for the last two weeks. So go me, I guess. On top of that, I've been starting this whole dieting thing that I was talking about, doing the whole calorie counting and all that shit. I think I've ate salads every fucking day. I feel like a vegetarian chicken. Protein shakes in the morning for breakfast. Oh my god. Writing down all of my food intake so I can keep myself accountable and weighing myself every two or three days and so far in two weeks I think I'm down wanting to say six to seven pounds so it's working I've done this road before last time I said I quit when the when the uh, COVID shit started there in March I went from January to March and then when that shit went down I was like ah fuck it I ain't doing this shit no more done checking out and it was successful last time. So far, it seems to be working again. So, hopefully, I can just stay on track and actually stick with it this time and see where it takes me. I don't want to have to start all over again. Need to do all these life changing things, they say. Gotta live longer. So, I'm doing my best, I guess you could say. And like I said, if I can do all this stuff through these times, I can do anything. So, we are a few days away from the inauguration of our 46th president. 
Joseph Biden. It seems like utter chaos going on. All these Capitol building protests everywhere. There are people showing up at the Capitol buildings across the country protesting the results of the elections. People are pissed off. People still haven't came to terms with him being the next president. I'm not looking forward to him as the next president. They've already started a bunch of their shady bullshit that I was talking about. Then we had the House Resolution Bill that was submitted, I believe, last Monday that was calling for the abolishment of the Electoral College. So that was already thrown out on the table. And uh, Joe Biden's COVID relief plan that him and his transition team announced. They were talking about the minimum wage being moved to $15 an hour. That is something we've talked about that I said was going to happen that's not good. So that right there is two things that are detrimental to the country. We've had them are both introduced will both be introduced as house resolution bills there's another house resolution bill that they introduced stating that anybody that voted or objected to the electoral votes or somehow was tied to this capitol building siege or insurrection or whatever you want to call it that they can be thrown out of the House of Representatives. So, that's another power grab that the Democrats seem like they're leaning on. There's a lot of these things. I mean, the abolishment of the Electoral College, get to that first. I know for a fact it has nothing to do with voter suppression or racism, as they claim, and yada, yada, yada. The only reason that they want the removal of the Electoral College is it'll make it damn near impossible to ever have a Republican representative in the presidency again. Most of the time, the Democrats win the national vote. The Electoral College is set up to give places like Connorsville, Indiana, you know, a voice. Chillicothe, Ohio. Little small town America. It gives them a voice. Their vote carries a little bit more weight. You get rid of that, and the Electoral College is going to swing the way of the big cities, which is predominantly Democrats. You're not going to, it doesn't matter who you vote for if you live in Kansas or Missouri, or, you know, one of them states, Arkansas, Iowa, the Dakotas, Montana. Nobody's going to give a shit who you voted for there. They probably won't even visit there to ask for your vote anymore. They're going to go up and down the East Coast and the West Coast, and you get the votes there, and you win the presidency. 
And most of these places, you don't even have to go and ask for your vote if you're a Democrat. They just vote Democrat for some odd reason. I mean, look at some of your big cities like Detroit and Chicago. They vote Democrat year in, year out. Democrat mayors forever. And then they sit back and wonder why nothing changes in the cities. Why do we have the same outcomes? It's because everybody votes the same way. They don't give change a chance. Baltimore. All these cities keep doing the same thing. So yeah, the removal of the Electoral College. It's right up there. It seems like top of the list. Top of the chopping block. Then they had, like I said, the House Resolution Bill to remove House of Representatives. People remove them that way. I'm telling you, all this stuff is leading to a bad place. We're now going to be the country of one party. They're going to put in all of their plans for more mail-in voting. It's going to be almost a given. That mail-in voting will become the new thing. So everybody will get all these ballots, stacks of ballots, mailed out. Send them in. Go through your channels to return your ballots. Hopefully they can count them. Hopefully people don't just have stacks of ballots sent to one address like they do in the two places in Atlanta. Where over a thousand people had... Them two residents named as their primary residence because they're, they don't have a fucking place to live. So their ballots got sent there. Wonder what that place did with all them ballots. Is that another 1,000 Biden votes to zero Trump votes? Probably so. <laughs> but nobody cares. Nobody cares about any of that shit. All they say is we don't have any facts. There is no facts. But yet they still scream all the facts about the Russian collusion bullshit. They've impeached this president two times now. They impeached him after the insurrection, which has slowly been proven that he had nothing to do with, that it was premeditated, it was preplanned. There were people that were planning on attacking the Capitol no matter what. So... How is it that they impeached the president for the second time in another impeachment sham, I'm going to say? It was rushed. It was just like, hurry up, let's get this over with, just so they could say that they impeached him. It had nothing to do with anything else. They just wanted to be able to say he was impeached twice. They're talking about having an impeachment trial after he's out of office. All of that shit is just for slander purposes. That's all it is. These Democrats seem like they're sick and twisted in their ways. They want to completely destroy the whole Trump administration and accomplishments. They want to destroy anybody and everybody who supported him. They removed him from Twitter. They blocked and Facebook and other platforms. They've removed other people that supported him in any way from platforms, took away followers, took away complete platforms like Parler, all to silence people who disagree with Biden and the Democrats' way of how they're going to run the country. I don't like the way it looks. I think 
it's an either it's their way or the highway the way they're acting that's not good for anybody and this is all coming from the party that preaches unity that's the laughable part they preach unity while telling one side of the table to shut the fuck up and move on but that's America that's the way we're going to have it he's out here pushing his 100 million shots in 100 days you know it's the same thing that Trump was pushing all of this success is going to be put at Biden's feet you have people like Andrew Cuomo you know who conveniently come out and start with their oh we gotta open up New York if we don't open up soon there's not going to be a New York for everybody we gotta have people come to our plays we gotta have Broadway open yada 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 we had that woman in Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor, talking about opening up Chicago. We got to get this place opened up so we don't have all these underground parties. Now, how convenient is it that Biden comes in and now these states like New York and cities like Chicago, who have been preaching lockdown, 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 COVID, 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 all of a sudden want to open up on the snap of a finger. I mean, they play us like fools. I can't believe the amount of people that have bought into their bullshit. It is so blatantly obvious. It is so bad. It is, I mean, if you told me that they use COVID as a weapon, how do I not go, yeah, I believe you. I mean, it looks so bad, the optics of it, the timing of it. it. I can't believe they, you know, couldn't wait two months before they started the opening up crap. Let Biden get his mask mandate going, then talk about opening. But they're talking about it. He ain't even sworn into office yet. You know, just like these House resolution bills, the motherfucker ain't even sworn into office and they're talking about this shit. I thought the downfall of America would take a little while. But the way it's going, it's going to be real quick. (laughs) It's going to be quicker than I ever imagined. We're just going to sit back and watch. Sit back and watch it all fall. Hey, but that's the American way. You know, it's like I said. You know, everybody voted for it. Hopefully they... Don't screw us because I don't want to be the one to sit back and say, told you so, but there's a lot of people that were telling you so. And there's a lot of people that didn't give a shit and they voted for Biden and the Democrats only because they hated the man in office. And can I blame them for hating Trump? No, not really. I just think that they're mentally weak. (laughs) You know, because I don't like Trump either. But I can separate feelings and reality. You know, if I voted on feelings, I probably would have voted him out. In reality, he ain't done nothing to me. He hasn't affected my life one way or the other. I work. I pay my bills. My money is mine. Gas is cheap. There's plenty of jobs everywhere. Work is going good. When Biden starts slowly destroying this country, watch gas prices go up. Watch jobs disappear. Watch all this stuff start happening. 
and watch how quick they blame it all on Trump. <laughs> They're going to blame all the downfall on Trump's presidency and his policies. They're going to say it was his policies that started it. And it's all a bunch of shit. <laughs> and you know who will believe all that shit that they say? All you mindless Democrats out here that voted for this shit. You guys hate Trump so bad you'll believe everything they say. Hopefully it ain't too late to switch it up for 2022, 2024. Hopefully we can right the ship here. Maybe figure all this out as one country. Get somebody in here that will take care of everybody, not some loudmouth on Twitter. Because I've always said I didn't like Trump. I can't stand that motherfucker. But he's the only fucking thing we have between this country being free and this country being China. Or Venezuela. Or Russia. You know, in the late 80s, early 90s. That's the only thing we had. He was staying out of the way. I don't think all the people that were in D.C. wanted to give him a fair shot because he fucked up their plans. He made it hard for them to do the norm. Because he wasn't one of them. And the doom and gloom outlook sounds bad. And it does suck to talk about it in that way, but I don't know how else to talk about it. I mean, like I said, we're two days from the inauguration. The inauguration here is on Wednesday. And have you seen D.C., how it's set up? You've got chain link fence with barbed wire surrounding the Capitol building. You've got the armed National Guard coming out in droves. You've got checkpoints in place. you got the FBI vetting National Guard people because they're worried about an inside hit job on President Biden. You've got people worried about shooting him on Inauguration Day. Is it going to be another senator that's going to pull the trigger? There's so much shit going on. And would there be this much shit if the election might possibly not have been rigged and stolen? We didn't do all this shit when Trump got into office. There were riots when Trump was in office. There were people protesting in D.C. the day Trump was inaugurated. Look at what we're doing to protect Biden and the Democrats. Look at this shit. It's ridiculous. The Capitol building is set up like a fucking prison camp right now. How long is it going to stay that way? It looks like that now. Are they going to take the fence down after inauguration day? All of a sudden they're just going to take the fence down? Or are they going to leave it up? Is this the new the new norm there in D.C.? You're not getting anywhere near the president? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some people that take all the optics of what's going on in D.C. and turn it into something even dumber. I've seen a post <laughs> that said, this is Trump's checkmate that they're waiting for Biden and them to enter the fence, go inside and knowing that they're not going to be leaving because they're going to be arrested for stealing the election. <laughs> I'm like, really? That is a fucking goddamn stretch, ain't it? So that's what I mean. The people that love Trump as much as they do, they seem to be just as dumb as these Democrats 
all I know is it's hard being a libertarian down the middle and voting as a free mind and thinking about it logically. <laughs> Some of these motherfuckers out here are crazy. And would it be awesome if that actually played out like that? I mean, we heard about these 10 days of darkness and the internet blackout and all this shit. That was what was going to happen last week, according to some of these quacks. And it hasn't happened yet. Now they come up with this idea. Most likely it's not going to happen. We're going to have Biden in office Wednesday. And then it's going to be a matter of time to see how fast everything starts falling apart. He's going to start doing all of his executive actions. Hell, there's a caravan that's almost to the border of America of, of 11 million illegal immigrants that are making their way up from Honduras. And they're wanting to be let in the country. I don't think the, the 11 million people is actually in the pack coming up in the caravan. But there's 11 million illegal immigrants that they're wanting to give legal citizenship to on Inauguration Day. And then the caravan that's coming up from Honduras, that's just another group that's coming here because they know that there's a new administration coming in that's weak. You know, have you noticed Kim Jong-un's flexing his missiles again? you noticed that happening? Have you noticed Iran talking their shit? It's because they know that Biden and them are weak. They're going to just start paying off all these people not to do shit. Start sending them our tax money. You know, just like we did to Iran, the $150 billion. Here, we'll pay you not to mess with us. We'll fucking all steal from the American people. You know, the number one place in the world to live to financially succeed in life, to have a fair shot at opportunity, and they're going to take advantage of all that to take care of everybody else. It's a glorious time we live, I know that. But, anyways, with all that being said, I'm almost to work. I figured I'd record this show on my way to work. No interruptions, it's early morning. It's not even, the sun's not even up yet. I love my morning drives. I can let loose. I can think. I can talk. Sometimes it works. I wish I had a better recording system in here to where I could record this shit and it sound perfect. But hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So anyways, with all that being said, I'm going to get off here. I will get back with you sometime later this week. And I hope you all have a great week. Looking forward to Wednesday. God bless America. Joe says what is out. See you later. Bye.